22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Good day to all and welcome to a midlife crisis version or um, a sober version of Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 83. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And as always, the two men that are by my side are the ones who will constantly remind me that podcasting can create great friendships or ruin them. Here we have MFG Mike, the finance guy. Friendships with who? Uh, <laughs> why do we have to resort to nonviolence? Can't we just kick their asses? <laughs> All right. And also to, to the left of me is RT Square. We're off the tech. I got arrested at the airport last week. Apparently, it's wrong to yell shotgun before boarding an airplane. Who knew? <laughs> Enduring. Shotgun. <laughs> All right. First off, um, let's go into what we're going to do today. Today, we're going to be finishing what we what we started a couple of episodes ago. We talked about these shows that were, you know, um, having their season premieres. But it, it feels like we jumped through the season really fast because right now, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, the finales to Supernatural, Gotham, and Legends of Tomorrow. Is it me or did this season feel like it moved pretty quickly? Is it me or did you just say fine alleys? Fine, fine, fine alleys. <laughs> um, I don't know. The season. It felt it, like it, it moved it, really it, fast. It felt well, it moved really fast by the time it ended, but it felt like it was taking forever while I was waiting for the second half to go through. <laughs> Sounds like an operation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we got in store for today. But I also wanted to give a shout out to. Um, Mike and Ralph for hanging out with me last night for my um, my last days of being in my 30s. So that was a good time. Wait, wait. You're old. You weren't past 30 yet? Wow. Don't even go there. That was the shock about most of the place. <laughs> <laughs> People were like, is this his 60s? We're like, yeah, close enough. Wow. <laughs> I thought he was 70 already. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but first... Let's talk. Let's. Yeah, English. What the heck's going on, with me? Oh, Mike's he's still sobering up, by the way. Oh, and in the background is, is my is my wife already counting down how how long it would take for me to mess up. <laughs> but first, let's let Mike tell us what's good in the geek world in that soft, sensitive tone that only Mike can do. <laughs> let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy. You'll never find. No, 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 no! Don't, don't, don't try it now. I don't try it now. Was that Lionel Richie? Did he show up here? Uh, no, that'd be Barry White. Oh, I'm <laughs> out of here. Shit, I, was, I, I, was thinking, I, I was thinking Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know who Rick Astley is, look it up. And don't ask him because he doesn't know who he is anymore either. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody knows him from Rick Rowling. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. What you got there, Mike? Alrighty. In news that shocked Trekkies around the world. Anton Yelchin, the young Chekhov in the Star Trek reboot movies, was found dead in the driveway of his home in the early hours of Sunday, what? June 19th. You didn't hear about this? Yeah. No. Yeah, the Star Trek actor was pinned between his car and the security gate at the bottom of his driveway. Yelchin's 5,000-pound Jeep Grand Cherokee reportedly rolled backwards and pinned him against the gate with such force it bent the metal. Wow. He was, yeah, he was pronounced dead at the scene, but the coroner was unable to tell if he died instantly on impact. Anton Yelchin was 27. That I remember Holy hearing. A, shit, yeah, you, you didn't hear about that. No. Yeah, man, it was one of those things that I saw on the news. Like, what? I, at first, I thought it was a suicide. I mean, anybody who dies, I, I don't like to hear about that. But I thought it was yeah. him taking his life. And then when I heard how it happened, I'm like, wow, that's really odd. Yeah, yeah, that that was just seems like there's some uh, foul play afoot. No, 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 no. I don't know about that. Yeah, we won't have you investigate that. Badly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I'll get to the bottom of this. What else you got there, Mike? Uh, so did his car. 
Oh, oh, too soon? oh, he gets a gong. No, thank you. He gets a gong for that. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, it's time for a revolution. Oh, God. Okay, All stop, right. stop, stop. We're on to the next skit. Yes. I mean, next skit. Next segment. My bad. All right. At least according... Um, <laughs> It's time for a revolution, at least according to this year's teasers from comic book publisher IDW. Uh-huh. But now the revolution, which is the title of its upcoming five-issue bi-weekly event series, has been revealed. And it is much, much more than meets the eye. IDW's Hasbro properties, Mobile Armored Strike Command, a.k.a. Mask, yes. Action Man, yes. Mom, Micronauts, G.I. Joe, and Transformers all together. Uh, so what brings these franchises together? According to an Entertainment Weekly interview with IDW Editor-in-Chief Chris Royale, quote, it centers around something called Or 13 which is an unstable version of Energon, the material that gives the Transformers their power and life. Energon. Energon. Eh, it's got a hard G, what do you know? <laughs> uh, there's a version of that on Earth that has an adverse effect on tech, which adversely affects Rom and changes the status of him and his villains, the Dire Wraiths. It affects the Micronauts, uh, Micronauts universe as well in a way they didn't expect, and it also gives birth to Mask. End quote. Revolution begins at your local comic book shop in September. I'm really excited for this, but everybody I've spoken to are not or are kind of skeptical about how it's going to turn out. What's, I'm, what's I, it called? I don't care. Uh, Revolution. Revolution. Revolution and yeah. is IDW? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so I'm not vested in any of those characters enough to really want to know. Well, G.I. Joe and Transformers for me, yeah. yeah. Mask is something I've, we've talked about before previously on the show. Right. Um, the Micronauts, I never really got into the Micronauts. I mean, I know them. They're not that interesting to me. And Rom, he was entertaining when he was entertaining. Wait, Rom the Space Knight? Yeah. yeah. The only one I know of those is Transformers. And I know of Mask because of Robot Chicken. And G.I. Joe. And G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're forgetting the more important one. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'll take a look. I mean, yeah, I'll take a look at it. It's but it's just I, not I mean, It's not one of those things that I'm like, oh, my God, like Future Quest, where I could not wait for it to come yeah, out. He, and it's been wonderful, by yeah, the way. Yeah, P.S. Watching Mike um, beg for Future Quest inside of the comic book shop. Number is two. Yeah. So is number two out? You, you, you're sure? You're it's, sure? it's not out yet. No, it's not. It's hopefully, number one. Hopefully I, this week. I read number one. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, this wasn't incredible. it fantastic? I'm yeah. telling you, yes, I cannot wait for number two. After you showed it to me, I want to check it out. So <laughs> what else he got there, Mike? Alrighty, Tyler Hoechlin. Now, he's best known for the chant, when I say Hoechlin, you say who? <laughs> Hoechlin. <laughs> who? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you let me finish that. It took me a while to figure that out. Uh, he has been picked as CW Supergirl's Man of Steel. The former what? Teen Wolf alum was recently announced as talks about the, I'm sorry, as the talked about but not seen Superman for the hit series. Um, Hoechlin will make his appearance in the two-part premiere of Supergirl Season 2. Hmm. Yeah. I never thought they would show Superman. Yeah, yes, they will be showing him, and it's not Tom Welling. Yeah, everyone was like, it should be Tom Welling, it should be Tom Welling. No, not really. <laughs> Just because the CW show does not mean that Tom Welling has to play Superman. Exactly. Plus, that then breeds back to the whole, like, oh, we remember how the stories really went. You know, they don't. I don't think they really want that association. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say Berlanti is definitely trying to be the anti, not the anti, but kind of like different from Smallville. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't well, want to say the anti Smallville. Yeah, I mean, Smallville yeah. had a ten year run, but it also has a lot of like, okay, we enjoyed it then, but we don't want to be reminded. You know. Yeah, it, there was a lot of episodes that like really left you wanting more, and then the, everybody was pissed that he didn't really don the suit until the very, very, very last episode. But, but that's. They stated, season one, after the first premiere, in all interviews, he will never, ever wear the suit until the end of the series. I don't know why that was unclear to people. Because <laughs> they wanted him to wear the suit before. Th- then they should have just not watched the show after that announcement was made. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, that is not the only news for the Maiden of Might. Go ahead. 
Former Wonder Woman Linda Carter is also joining the cast as president of the United States. Wait, Linda yeah, Linda Carter is going to be on. Wow. Yes, and but there is no word of how long or how large her role will be on the show. Okay, interesting. She's going to be Madam President. I'll tell you one thing. Linda Carter looks fantastic. I don't want to say oh, for yeah. her age, just fantastic. She does, and for her age, yeah, and, and for her age, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you could still be, you could still play Wonder Woman if you kind of wanted to, kind of. Only under Famke Jensen lighting. <laughs> I, mean, oh. I mean, I don't think they can afford so, that much lens. Soft, soft light bulbs. <laughs> we moved. We moved the mascara to the sun. <laughs> wow. It, it reminds me of my friend. I'm telling you that that, that prom picture where you can see that a lot of digital work has been done. Right. It looks like it's in a fog. It's kind of like what that would be. Well, were you in the moors of Scotland when you were at your prom <laughs> in the Bronx? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. See, if they move it to the sun, it would explain why those Amazonians are so hot. Uh. I love the way Ralph, when he when he says a joke, he has his finger on the button. But yeah. God forbid we have a joke. It's never on time. He's never even listening. He's like, he's like, you guys aren't even that funny. I shouldn't have my finger ready. All right, Cap, Cap, say something. Um, Something. There you go. You have yeah, it. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Just to spite me. <laughs> what else we got there, Mike? Right. And now, from good news to Gotham news. Uh, oh. In a move fil- um, filed firmly under No One Cares, uh, Claire Foley will be replaced by Maggie Geha as Ivy Pepper in a plain to pretty transformation following a run in with one of Hugo Strange's escaped creatures. You probably have no idea what we're talking about, but evidently they're changing actresses for just because she's, she's hotter. Yeah, well, she's hotter. And, and somehow she becomes older. Because like, the actress is 19, and yet all the characters are around the same age. And also, they're saying that, like, you know, Poison Ivy being Poison Ivy, even if she shows interest in Bruce Wayne, the, the, the problem they have there is the actress is 19, and I think even her character supposedly has aged because of this run-in, and he is only 15 years old. So it's like, yeah, you really have to watch what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. okay. I, I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, nobody I, knows what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to have to call it child welfare. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just it's just a show and a half. Yeah, they're, they're going to take Alfred. It's like, how dare you let this nineteen-year-old girl uh, out of my bedroom, Master Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> we have our, we'll have our chance to talk about Gotham in a second. Yeah, what else exactly. you got, Mike? Alrighty, because you were afraid to ask, here's an update on Sci-Fi Channel's Krypton. The core cast for the pre-destruction of Superman's home planet has been revealed. Sweet. Alrighty, we have Seg L. Superman's grandfather, who will be depicted here as young and confident and probably played by someone who looks good with his shirt off. We have <laughs> Lyda Zod, a warrior whose last name suggests that her descendants will give the final remnants of the L family quite a headache. Uh, Alora Zod, who's Lyda's mother. Val L, Seg's grandfather and a staunch believer in exploring outer space. Tur L, who is Seg's father. And Dev M, a 20-something bad boy who, in the DC Comics universe, escapes Krypton's destruction and hangs around with the Legion of Superheroes. Now, with all those L's, I would imagine that the Mexican community is getting a lot of work. I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay, see, now that's what you need. <laughs> Damn. Well, once again, they're trying to make Krypton I- interesting. They're, they're not. They're, they're not even about to. All right, so um, what else you got there? Because obviously um, Krypton is leaving a, a sour taste in my mouth. But I just can't wait for it to explode. <laughs> in really in my mouth, that's just horrible. <laughs> well... Have you ever seen a Chica Walke? Well, I have, but not on DC's Legend of Tomorrow. Uh, Superheroine Vixen will become a series regular of the ensemble cast, but Megalyn, a Chica Walke, will not portray the character she voices in the animated series or performed on Arrow. Really? What? Nope. Due to scheduling conflicts, Maisie Richardson Sellers will take the role, but this does not invalidate 
Ichikawake's uh, version. Rather, through the miracle of time travel, viewers will see a previous mystic amulet wearer as the heroine. In fact, it'll be her grandmother. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. That, that's so at least nice of them to not just be like, oh, you were no longer the part. You, know? you so mean like Poison Ivy? Yeah. So <laughs> they go back in time and grab the, the previous vixen. Right. Whose name is also Vixen. I mean, I don't know if that. I mean, I guess that will be the name. I guess that's the name that's passed down. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes, oh. I was to empower myself. I decided to name myself after a hooker woman. <laughs> <laughs> a hooker woman. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, all the all these changes going on. What else you got? Well, that's not the only news for DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Really? There's still more to come. No. Season two will also bring Dr. Nate Hayward, aka Citizen Steel, who is the grandson of Henry Haywood, aka Commander Steel, to the series. Nick Zane will take the role of the hero with the skin as hard as steel. But it is not known if he will have or gain these powers on the show. Hmm. I was quiet for a little while because I'm just like letting that sit in. How do you feel about that? Citizen Steel. I mean, it doesn't. I, to me, it doesn't matter. I, I'm just curious to see what kind of cast we're going to have and what they're going to do with uh, the Justice Society and how they're going to handle that, if at all, or whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I'm just waiting to see. I have no opinion about how this second season is going to turn out because the first season, well, we'll talk about. Well, that. I was say we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Um, criminals can't catch a break in Arrow Season 5. Now, with Green Arrow as mayor of Star City, which he will be, uh, what could be worse for the bad guys? Well, how about Vigilante as the new DA? Josh, no. yeah, Josh DeZagara will play Adrian Chase and bring brutal justice to the streets as DC Comics, uh, I'm sorry, as the DC Comics anti-hero. But, proving that no D-level hero is too small for the small screen, Rick Gonzalez takes up the mantle of the DC anti-hero Wild Dog, also in Season 5. He becomes Star City's newest protector, but his recklessness prompts the Green Arrow to take him under his wing. Wild Dog? Yep, Wild Dog. I'm like, you really reached for that. <laughs> like, like, really reached. You reached all. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, but he's got a hockey mask um, and a red shirt, which was their football mascot, which looks like a just a cartoon dog on it. Um, and then he has like body armor and carries guns and stuff oh, like okay. that. Okay, I, I see it now. Yeah, I'm, he's about as makeshift as it, as you could possibly be. Yeah. Wow. And Rick Gonzalez. It'll be interesting to see him doing something though. You remember him from uh, Reaper? Anybody? Reaper? Reaper? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the show Reaper. Yeah, the show Reaper. He was this. Um, he's a Hispanic guy. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. I know Rick exactly. Gonzalez. I Otherwise, no. I'm not a guy. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to the other white guys. <laughs> well, I, you can probably know him from the movie Biker Boys. I know exactly who it is. Never heard of it. You've never seen the movie Biker Boys? I've never even heard of it. I know exactly who that is, yeah. Well, now I'm telling you about a movie called Biker Boys. Okay, all and right. And now I've heard of it. <laughs> all right, all right. What else we got? All right, last but not least, Monopoly is always the same old, same old. You know, go directly to jail, do not pass go, do not get eaten. Well, <laughs> well at least that's how it is in the latest version of the famous board game. In Monopoly, Attack on Titan. The goal isn't to accumulate yeah. properties. Instead, players build walls and gates and assemble squads to stop the Titan threat. Properties and utilities are now characters, banners, and events from the series. Houses and hotels are wall sections and gates. And community chests and chants are replaced by command and tactics. The board still has go, jail, go to jail, and free parking. But the standard playing tokens, uh, tokens have been exchanged for sword, key necklace, supply wagon, cannon, flare gun and omnidirectional mobility gear monopoly attack on titan will be available in july for 40 bucks wow monopoly just doing everything yeah all right so if i buy that will you play it with no me? yeah, sure. you're not you're not i'll give it a try because it's monopoly 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I have no problem playing it because even with Monopoly, though, I just always get bored by the end of Monopoly. Like this might make the playing strategy different, but like when it comes to Monopoly, you know, like once all the properties are gone, everyone's like, "All right, now we get to trade." I'm like, "I'm not trading you anything. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just not." So like for me, it's just a matter of it just gets boring really fast, you know. But oh, I wonder if there's a Walking Dead Monopoly. Uh, I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. I forget the last one they just came out with. Uh, I can't remember what it was. But there, there was one not that long ago. They just came out with like another, like you know, fantastic version of it. Yeah, well, I, I just seeing all these versions of, of Monopoly just doesn't make it seem special anymore. That's just me. But I mean, yeah. I still want to. I still, I'm willing to check it out. Ralph, if you do get it, I will probably play. Yeah. So that's all the quick news. All the quick news. All right. It's recorded. So we have your word now. No, of course. I'm a man of my oh, word. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and Ralph, what about you? Um, quick, any quick news? Um, Not about you. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> one, day, one day he'll actually give us some quick news. One yeah. day. One day. One day. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's just have an orgasm. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, God. <laughs> quick news. <laughs> wow. That's blink news. <laughs> nice. We're not talking about the cap, right? <laughs> okay. He ain't wow. talking about me. I'm good. That's speed of light news. Uh, <laughs> wow. It happened so fast that it took like two days later when you heard him go, I'm coming. <laughs> this is an assault on me because my birthday's coming up. Is this like ribbing? Yeah. Yep. Oh. You know, we can't do the punches anymore because we're not school kids. So this is how we punch. Yeah, exactly. We're Plus, you're too kids. old and frail. You can, expect, you can expect 100 more of these. I'm not Mr. Glass, you know. <laughs> no, that's Julio. Uh, oh, shout out to Julio who will never hear this. <laughs> All right, let's go to the first half of our show. We're going to talk briefly but concisely about the season finale to Supernatural. And with the synopsis, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy? Is anyone else annoyed by the Cap's raspy voice? Because, you know, maybe because he drank and shouted too much last <laughs> okay, night. Okay, first off. Particularly he drank and shouted that he wasn't drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk. <laughs> I was I wasn't drunk until the tail end of the evening. Uh huh. Yeah. The tail end of the evening, and then afterwards, I started feeling a little bit woo, and then went on. Someone yeah. needs to get this man a dictionary so he realizes that the tail is at the end. Maybe it's a big ass tail. Maybe he's looking at Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that just covers an eight-hour period. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Supernatural is CW's perennial TV series about two brothers hunting down ghosts. Monsters, angels, demons, and everything else that goes bump in the night. The show was created by Eric Kripke and premiered on September 13, 2005. Wow. Just finishing its 11th season, Supernatural is now North America's longest-running fantasy series, and it has been renewed for a 12th season. Wow, okay. Alrighty, synopsis. Having survived repeated killings, resurrections, eternal damnations, leviathans, the devil himself, and wars with angels, Mm -hmm. the Winchester boys finally got to meet the being whose job they have basically been doing for the past 11 years, God. And as it turns out, God is afraid of the dark. Or (laughs) rather, the darkness, which is his sister. Uh, Now, this is a sister he locked away for a few millennia under the mark of Cain. Are, Are you confused? Well, it won't help knowing that he has the hot that she has the hots for the dad bod Dean Win- Winchester, or that her affections are just misplaced feelings she has for her brother, the Almighty. Yeah, ew, it's just ew. watch the show. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good show. Um, all right, uh, Supernatural starring Jared Padalecki as Sam Winchester, Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester, uh, Misha Collins as Castiel, Mark A. Shepard as Crawley, Ruth Connell as Ruina. Rob Benedict as Chuck Shirley, a.k.a. God, and Emily Swallow as Amara, a.k.a. The Darkness. All right. Yeah, I'll say this. She is hot. 
All right, let's get into it. Supernatural. Now, I'm somebody who doesn't really watch the show. I mean, and it's not because of the creep factor. I just never got into it. Um, but I, uh-huh. It's the creep factor. It's, it's, it's not, the creep factor. But I hear that, that the creep factor has diminished somewhat. Yeah, well, in the last season like or the two, the they haven't had too many. No, yeah. no. The, but in the last it's, season or two, they haven't had that much creep going yeah, on. Yeah, when they first started, there was like every like, like four or five minutes, there's like something jumping out at yeah. them. But now in the last few episodes, it's, it's been like, it's been more like a, a like a buddy cop comedy show. A little of. bit. I mean, I don't mind their. I like their humorous episodes sometimes because yeah. it breaks the the tension usually of the dramatic season. But yeah. this season in particular, I just it just I did not warm up to it. Like it, it's it's really weird. I mean, they're they're getting renewed. Like like in fact, when they ended their ninth season, they got renewed for two more years. Right. You know. So I mean, it's one of those things. It's really popular that way. And then like you know, like I said, they just got renewed for their twelfth season. But I just feel like the storytelling. I, I it's. It's just advanced so much with this whole gods and angels and that it's just it's getting kind of unrelatable to a point yeah. the, to the point that you can't believe that these are the people in trouble all the time. Kind of like True Blood. Where True guess, Blood yeah. Well, True Blood got to a point where everybody was doing something right. so that, you know, it was like everybody had a power. Everybody has nobody was normally human. Right. And it just gets old. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite like that, um, but it's I don't know. I, I, I miss a lot of the old storytelling. That's basically what it is. Yeah, it was pretty good. And like this season. See, the biggest problem I had with this season was that it took so goddamn long for them to get to the point. Well, the thing that got me was that, um, so you have what it, what it is that Dean from the seasons before had the mark of Cain, mm-hmm. which is literally the mark that Cain had after killing his brother. Right. Um, and what we now learned was in order to remove it, it would release this thing called the darkness, and no one was clear what that was. Yeah. Then we found out the darkness was God's sister, meaning that he's the light she's the darkness they're the two things that counterbalance each other to make the universe what it is yeah. mm. but as where he wanted creation and as she said he she wanted he wanted to be worshipped he's just like no that's just my it's my nature to want to create things uh, she felt jealous because it was just the two of them all the time so she felt jealous now that she had to share uh, their their love that she wanted to destroy everything as her nature. Right. So he locked her away in this mark that was on the skin in the, in the mystical manner that makes no sense. You know. Well, it's it's the makes mark. no sense. But I'm mean, I was like, what? <laughs> the mark is uh, the lock for the right. door that's holding her. Gotcha. Right. And in order for the for um the mark to exist, it has to be on somebody. Right. So that's why I was like, yeah, which was also like a weird like a rule that made no real sense. And also, here's another point. So is God telling us that this earth is the only place he's populated in all of his creations? You know, I, I was wondering. Because that. it's like, well, why don't you just put it on a planet where no one gives a damn? <laughs> he made, he made um, the whole universe pretty much. Right. So it's like, why don't you do that? I guess yeah, he just wanted like, to keep it safe. Right. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. I mean, it begs a little bit more. But I, I just felt that this the season itself um, just it just kind of fell flat. Like I said, I mean, it, it didn't have a lot of punch as to what our main goal was i mean yes amara wanted to destroy everything that her brother created fine out of, you know out of spite. right out of spite and i mean that's fine as a motivation to a point but at the same time it just what it led to was just a big like you guys needed to hug it out like you know but meanwhile thousands of people have died yeah you know I, i'm pretty sure he brought most of those people back but that's the thing we don't know but yeah we'd hope but i mean like thousands of people died but yet god was in hiding yeah. It wasn't like, you know, God was fighting her at this time. It's like they had, he had to be convinced by his own beings that he's created yeah. <laughs> to help. He was know. in hiding in his own replica of the bar that B.B. King had to start in. Yeah. So that's the thing, too. I thought they were trying to be a little bit too cool yeah. this season, especially with that. You know, I, it was kind of cool when um, 
Because there's the, the episode where we first meet God, where he's introduced, right? Where Chuck is introduced. We're now, gonna, now. We're call him Chuck. Right, okay. So, um, he he gets Metro, uh, Metron, what's his name? Uh, Metron. Metron. He gets Metron and brings him to the bar. And he's like, well, you've always been a really good editor. I'm trying to write my memoirs. I want you to read this over. And he's like at a bar and, um, and he starts talking to, to Metron, like telling him, because he is like giving up at this point he's like i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna fight her i'm just gonna let her destroy everything and and, and then just give up and, and try to stop her but if i don't oh well i die right so they have this really like big back and forth i'm sorry that's metatron metatron yeah, yeah right i knew it was something like that uh so metatron pretty much calls him a pussy he's like you're you're, you're god and you're giving up you fucking pussy like what's what's wrong with you and then he, he sort of like goes all wrath of God on him, right? He pushes him and does some other stuff. But then he stops, picks up a guitar, and he's like, you know, I, I've always uh, enjoyed the fact that um, I gave the human race free will and what they did with it, so incredible. And music is one of the most incredible things that they do. And he starts playing this really good song. Um, uh, it's called Fare Thee Well. And as he's singing, it was, it was a really good scene because what's happening before is that like there's... Amara sends this fog that infects people with um, this disease that makes them go crazy and then eventually they die. And, um, and Dean and Sam are in trouble. So they're thinking, oh shit, this is the end. That's it, it's, we're all gonna die. And they have this whole montage where um, Chuck is singing and then the fog slowly starts rolling away and you see people coming back to life and uh, Dean and Sam walk outside and they're like, what the hell's going on? And they just see Chuck standing there and they have this amulet that glows in the presence of God, in the presence of God. And then Chuck is like, "So we need to talk." Oh yeah. boy, and that's right. Yeah. I mean, that which, I mean, it was it's fine. It's just like I said, it's just it was too long. They should have brought back. They should have come to the head with what was up with Chuck mm-hmm. a few years ago, because Chuck was last seen in season five. Yeah, because season five was the actual intended end of Supernatural. And it's not that it, it hasn't had great seasons after that. It's just that. Um, Eric Kripke actually had only he originally written it for three seasons right. um, and then extended it to five and then he left as showrunner after the fifth one not because of out of anger it's just that he was like that was my entire run I, I have no more I have no more I got <laughs> you know, like, this is what I wrote everything else is yours and right. unfortunately that's where we got the Leviathan yeah. um, and that was a that horrible, horrible that was a horrible story. year it had some good stories in it though but it was it was a bad uh, year all in all but, um, but this one like I said I just felt it fell short yeah now, Especially by the end. I was about to ask you, God, who play, who's the actor that's playing God in this? Um, who did I say was playing God? I don't remember. Yeah, you said it, but I wanted to make sure. Get uh, it's Robert Benedict. I mean, Rob Benedict. Rob Benedict. Mm-hmm. Um, why is the name familiar? No idea. Um, they pull up a picture? Oh, okay. All right. So, okay, so that, that's God? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's, that's Chuck. Well, well, <laughs> don't, call, don't call him God. Just call him Chuck. <laughs> he looks very hipster and like, you know. Very, 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 very scruffy. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was a writer. I mean, that's that's the job. Yeah. He was the prophet of God when we first met him. Yes. Yeah, when when he was first introduced to Supernatural, he was a prophet that wrote the Supernatural book series in the show. So right. it was like the whole chronicles of of uh, Sam and Dean in book form. This when they find out, they start reading, and they're like, "What the hell? What's all this?" Yeah. And oh, so wow. they okay. meet him, and he acts. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a prophet of of the God of God," and prophets apparently get visions and they see like sort of the future and have a connection with God. And it still is very possible that he was just a prophet and did not become become filled with the power of God until his end. I mean, it's, we don't know, yeah. you know. 
So, but but so then when the when they actually um, sorry, when they actually expose him saying that oh yeah I am God whatever, he said oh I, I was always God but I was just acting. I've always wanted to be an actor, so I I, I pretended to be Chuck, right? And I really fell into the role. Okay, the role. yeah. No, right. I mean, it, 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 judging by the way you guys are talking about it. It sounded like it was interesting, but it just wasn't the one of one of the, one of their best seasons. Well, because it's it's really no different than a lot of what the uh, the seasons them- themselves have had to deal with Dean and Sam. Meaning that a lot of times, you know, they get caught up in whatever else. They brought somebody back they shouldn't have. They brought each other back from dead that they shouldn't have. And this person's angry about this thing or whatever. But then it's 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 the end at the end of the, you know of that episode or right. of the season that they realize well we're family we're brothers we love each other no matter what like we've had that for maybe 10 out of the 11 years so it turned out that that was the end result of this so you know this whole destruction Amara wants to kill God and destroy everything blah 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 literally they have to talk to each other apologize and then hug it out and then that's that yeah. like that was the whole big fight was that she just felt wronged and he needed to learn that he did do wrong by her. Yep. And family is family. And you always love family no matter what. Like, literally, that was the end. And with them both realizing that everything's fine. And, and it took... Uh, Sam and Dean yeah. to Mr. Fill it out. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, Dean actually volunteers himself to become a, a human bomb. They take uh, the energy of, like, uh, it was like, a, like, a million souls. And they put it into to Dean to be a bomb. Because all the light would destroy the darkness. Yeah. Gotcha. So when he goes to confront Amara, she's like, listen, I know that you're a bomb. I can see the energy. It's like, go ahead and do it, but it doesn't really matter because we're all going to end anyway. God is dying. And when, when he dies, everything dies. Yeah. So then that's when Dean actually like gives her like the talk. It's like, listen, you know, just because he's, he's your, he's, um, he has these things, he still loves you. You know, everything that we try to kill you. He was like, no, no, don't kill her, don't kill her. You know, right. I still but, love her. She's my sister. Don't kill her. I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, it's it's for a show that's been on that long. It like I said, it was just it was very weak, and it also was one of those. It's it's a message that you've told us for years, um, and the fact that you're telling me that you have to tell the two most senior beings in all of all of creation, the beings basically that they creation. need to right that they need to listen to each other. It's like I mean, I get the. The, you know, the pupil has become the teacher kind of a thing, but that's a little bit too extreme, right. you know. Hmm. I, I do want to say this. Um, Misha Collins, great fucking actor. Oh, he, was, he did a great job. So, Misha, but I also, but I, what I was amazed at was, because, um, um, uh, was it Mark Pellegrino um, it, as, the, as Lucifer? Yeah. It's his voice, and he was actually timing himself to that voice. Yeah. So it was really cool watching Misha Collins, who was supposedly inhabited by Lucifer, because Mark Pellegrino has a very specific voice and a very um, unusual cadence to yeah. the way he speaks. So Misha Collins had to act towards that, and he did a seamless job. And also, in doing that, his mouth had to move differently. So he started to imitate uh, Mark Pellegrino a lot as well. So it was really a great acting job on his part to see him do that. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, this, well, so, yeah. this guy, he's... So, at, at, like, at one point in, in the whole season, he's played three different people. He's played um, he, uh, Castiel... And then he's also played, um, I forget the name of the host body, but he played that guy for a while. And then now he's also played Lucifer. So yeah. 
No, no, that's good. It's, it's, it's good to hear that people in that show got range. And he, he's actually played himself too, because there was one. Oh, oh. The, I heard about that episode where yeah. it's like the, the show. Yeah, it's jumped the shark. It's where they. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's with the brother. Um, I forget what it's called. It's another clip show or something like that. No, it was it was one where um, but Sam, and, Sam and Dean enter our world where we film Supernatural. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's a demon that follows them to to our world. The an angel. Oh, it was an angel. Yeah, because Raphael was after them. Yeah, that's right. So they're trying to find a way back to our world and they're, they're here they're like what the hell is this Supernatural is a TV show what the, yeah what the hell? And, and some of it they added because um, Ruby who was a demon uh, in the last two seasons of the, I'm sorry in the third and fourth season or fourth and fifth season uh, who was a demon that was responsible for Lucifer being released uh, is actually uh, Jared Padalecki's wife. wife yeah so oh. in there so they're like wait you're married to Ruby and he's like I, I guess <laughs> you know that's pretty funny and he's like and we're in Canada they're more clever moments yeah. and this definitely wasn't as clever as they normally well this know. wasn't you know I mean that was an episode like I said their clever episodes are, are fun you know uh, but this one like I love their black and white one where they did uh, a reference to uh, they paid on uh, an homage to all the uh, black and white monsters mm-hmm. from Universal and stuff like that what, what about the one where they have uh, it's just, they had a supernatural convention where it's like uh, fans of the oh, book that, that the um, that Chuck wrote, they meet it up. They met up at this um, like old uh, haunted house, right? Yeah, it's a hotel, and they're, and they're all LARPing. Yeah, so they're live action role playing. So, oh so they they all think that Sam and Dean are just um, LARPing with them, <laughs> and they're like they have this. They they were asking Chuck, it's like, well, um, how come Sam and Dean never put like a lash or like a rope or something around their guns? Because it seems like in every um, story that they have, they're losing their guns and their weapons. So then. <laughs> They're fighting some ghosts, and uh, Dean loses his um, his iron bar, and he's like, "You know what? These freaking nerds are right, man. We should have something to tie." Oh my god! Because <laughs> we lose this to custody. Oh god! Yeah, but it's been some good. It's, like I said, it's a very good series. It's definitely worth watching. Even the entire eleven years of it, it's worth watching. It would just be a forever to do it. Okay. Right but um, right. but I enjoy it. All right. Um, ratings for um, this elite season eleven. You said right? Season eleven. Season eleven of Supernatural. Um. Are, are you rating the finale or yes, rating both? Just like both finale and the se- and the season. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, obviously I don't watch it, so I'm not gonna give a rating. Um, Mike, rating for finale and rating for season. Uh, the finale, oh, I would say I give it six. God could have prevented senseless deaths by apologizing out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> but for the season, I give it eight. It's time to go back to their roots out of ten. Okay, they really do need to go back to their monster killing roots and simpler problems. Right, Ralph. So for the finale, I give it a seven. Hadamara just needed a hug out of ten. <laughs> and for the series, I give it a oh well, the season right the season mm-hmm. I give it a eight. Mom, out of ten. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting <laughs> one. Yeah. Mom did not age well. No. Nope. <laughs> no, she's dead at 29, but yet she looks like she's 40 something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did see, I saw, I saw part of that stuff. I mean, um, that, that um, cliffhanger, so. Right. Yeah. All right, so there you have it. Supernatural. It must be supernatural to be lasting 11 seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got to say. But I mean, judging by this, they've got a little bit more left in the tank, hopefully. Yeah. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I get some tea for this raspy voice of mine. Uh, Satchmo here. Shut up. Brenda Bacara. Do you use tampons? I do. (laughs) So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? 
Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right. It's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. All right, we're back, and now we're going to talk a little bit about that show that everybody loves. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the show we're going to talk about now is um, season two of Gotham. Oh, I thought we were talking about my show. That's the, the one that everybody loves, right? Um, all, all the shows you love get canceled. Damn it. Where's yeah. my, where, see, and where's my rim shot? Yeah. <laughs> and with Fuck you. Oh, yeah, there, there we go. That's good <laughs> enough. <laughs> and with a synopsis of Gotham. Hopefully he doesn't um, make fun of it too bad. Is MFG Mike the Finance guy? I never make fun of anything. But you don't make fun of Gotham? Never. Okay, but yeah. I, I, I give it three lines before he says something real snarky about it. All right, let's count it down. I right, go ahead. Well, the first part is only me reviewing it. I mean, the review of the show itself. Uh, Gotham is Fox's reimagining of the people and events in the lives of James Gordon and Bruce Wayne, which eventually lead the latter to becoming Batman. The series was developed by Bruno Heller and premiered September 22nd, 2014. Gotham has finished two seasons and has been renewed for a third. Now for synopsis. Holy stink pickle. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Three lines. (laughs) Hugo Strange is running Arkham Asylum. Oh, and bringing back the dead uh, with superpowers. Uh, Mr. Freeze is chilling. Firefly sizzles. Clayface is shifty. uh, Fish Mooney is hypnotic. And Azrael is just crazy as fuck. (laughs) Uh, Strange has a lot to answer for uh, with his backers in the Court of Owls. But you really won't give a hoot. All right. This show Damn. is starring uh, Ben McKenzie <laughs> as James Gordon, Donnell Logue as Harvey Bullock, David Mazuz as Bruce Wayne, Robin Lord Taylor as Penguin, Oswald Cobblepot, uh, Sean Pertwee as Alfred Pennyworth, uh, Cameron Bikondova as Selena Kyle, Aaron Richards as Barbara Keene. Boo, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> BD Wong as Hugo Strange, Tanya Pinkin as Ethel Peabody. Love her. She's just so weird. Yeah. Um, Nathan Darrow as Victor Freeze, otherwise Mr. Freeze. Uh, Michelle Vientimillo as Bridget Pike, a.k.a. Firefly, and Jada Pinkett-Smith as Fish Mooney. Oh, whisper, I love you for P- Jada Pinkett-Smith. Oh, she knows she's great in that role. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing you've ever done in your whole career. Wow. <laughs> she was oh, good Her acting as good as, her, as a wife. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Miss <laughs> Smith, I, uh, we're sorry. Another person we can't have on the show. Because Mike ruins it. He takes his time now to apologize. Really? I was, I'm too afraid that Willa would show up. Oh. <laughs> then she'll whip her head back and forth. I'll whip her head out that damn window. <laughs> Have you read her Twitter feed? I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Willow Smith's Twitter feed? Yeah. I don't she can I, write? Yeah. I don't even want to go into it. About, <laughs> because I'll be here for another 20 minutes. But before we even talk about Gotham, will you please press the button we forgot to press last segment? Oh, so spoilers. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Steve exactly. exactly. And, and obviously Riley agrees, even though she doesn't hear it, but she loves it. All right, so <laughs> let's get into it. Gotham. I watched, I tried to watch the beginning of this season, mm-hmm. and I think after they killed um, the person that was supposedly the Joker. Uh, yes, okay. 
I sort of lost interest, and then I tried to get back in interest for the mid-season finale, mm-hmm. and then I just lost interest altogether. Now, how was, I mean, was this finale something that you were waiting to watch for, or was it something like, it felt obligatory? As far as finale goes, it's just, by, by the time you got to this point, the finale, I'm just like, look, just do it, and just get it over with. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just like, you're just like, I, I can't, I, I don't want to wait another week, because I, I have other things to do, like, sleep. Wow. <laughs> Kill people. <laughs> Just anything, you know, like. Um, but the, the season two, though, because it was my complaint with season one, which was they didn't know how they wanted to to pace and, and storytell. Like, you know, so it was like, well, we kind of want to be sort of serious and we kind of want to be sort of ridiculous. This time, they just were like, we're just going to be ridiculous. And I'm like, great. I, I don't care which one of those you embrace. You just embrace something. And it kind of worked for a bit this season and then it just fell apart as the time went on you know, they were probably listening to that song by Red Fool let's get ridiculous oh goodness that's what it was I thought they were in yeah he knows it but unfortunately it was more like they were in Whole Food and they just got ridicule I mean, I keep I, I kept hearing people say that, that they were owning a little bit more, not necessarily campy, but being a little bit more. But they just owned themselves. It's like they stopped trying to go like, well, we could be serious. It's like, no, no, you can't. You can't write serious. You know, just go for it. And then they did. But still something fell apart. Like if there's go for it and then there's just insanity, you know, and that's it just felt like they were throwing way too much in there. Yeah. You know? like, All right. The whole Azrael storyline, that was like... That's ridiculous. At the very end, so um, Azrael is played by uh, this guy who was... What was his name? Who, Galavan? Yeah, Galavan. So he, he became mayor of Gotham for a short time. And then um, he gets killed by uh, Gordon. Right. And, and Penguin. And Penguin. I yeah. saw that. I remember seeing that. And then um, Hugo Strange brings him back to life. But his mind isn't all there. So he uses... he. Um, his, he remembers the stories of um, the brotherhood that he was in and they have the story of Azrael. so he uses that as a way to sort of control him mm-hmm. he tricks him into believing that he is Azrael yeah. and um, sends him on a mission to kill Gordon right. Right? but now the, the, the important part is that neither Hugo Strange Peabody his strange assistant the Court of Owls or most of the Gotham PD seem very impressed that Hugo Strange is bringing people back to life. Yeah. Like, they're just like, well, it's Gotham. Things are getting weird. I'm like, no, no. Resurrection isn't something you just casually, you know, wash over. Telling me that somebody can bend steel with their hands or their mind, I'll let you get used to that. But resurrection, dead should be dead. <laughs> you know? <laughs> dead should be dead. Don't touch that ground because it's sour. <laughs> pet cemetery? Yeah, I love okay. pet cemetery. <laughs> so- dead is dead. All right, so now he's going after Bruce Wayne. Um, again. Again. I, well, after he goes after Gordon and fails, right, he has a run-in with his sister, and his sister reminds him of who he was, and he decides, oh, fuck, I'm, I got to go after Bruce Wayne now. After killing his sister, by the way. Yeah. So he kills his sister. He goes after Bruce Wayne. He's in, in Wayne Manor. Um, they're trying to get away from him, and in comes Penguin with Butch, holding a rocket launcher and he likes he goes you guys are doing it all wrong and he takes the rocket launcher and shoots him and blows him up yeah. that's how you kill somebody yeah but by the time you, you take out a character with a rocket launcher you're just wow. like wow yeah, we, we've, we've just we've just jumped 
jump ship by this, this point. This really happened. Yeah. Yes. And then he goes, you're welcome. And walks away. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, that's what I'm saying. The show has just gotten insane in parts, but and not in a fun way. Like, I mean, yes, it's humorous to relate it, but that's just horrible story. That just told me that you had no way out and you just went here. <laughs> you know, like it, it just makes no sense in the long run. Uh, and there's just, there's a lot of that to the story, unfortunately. And as, as usual, Bruce Wayne has not improved one iota as an actor or as a well-written character. He's nope. just still, like, he's still, they're still writing Damian Wayne, which is never a good thing. Ugh. You know. Except for to Troy, shout out to Troy, who's just told me yesterday, I love Damian Wayne. Wait, <laughs> shout out to my cousin Troy? That's yeah. what he said? Yep. I, I you know he's looking forward to uh, the new uh, the the new Teen Titans that's coming out after Rebirth with will Damian be headed Wayne? by Damian Wayne. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, no, no so, we're good. So uh, that Teen Titan group is going to die within like two pages, if only. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why so long? <laughs> were, were there any cover in- dead? <laughs> <laughs> were there any interesting characters in Gotham that you're like, oh wow, that, that was kind of interesting? Um, I mean, well, like like I said, I mean, BD Wong, the material he has. He did well with B.D. Wong plays uh, Hugo Strange. 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 And people yeah. from, that, I mean, especially as long as it was on, you know him. He's the, he's the FBI um, psychiatrist on uh, Law & Order SVU for years, yep. uh, if, you're, if you weren't sure who he was. Um, he does a great job with what he's given. He's just not given a really great script, but he does a good job with it. Um, and like I said, Ethel Peabody, she's, just, she's this black woman that's just weird. Cause she's, she looks like 50s nerd woman. Mm-hmm. She looks like a far side woman. Like the way, like, because she's got cat eye glasses. Yeah. You know, she's got that, that hairdo. It's not a beehive, but it's, you know, it's like close to a black version of being a beehive. You know, like, it's, and, you know, she's got this, what is it like? Not pink. It's like, or is it like dark pink or is it green? What the color is her lipstick? It's like a very it's, unusual. It's like a pinkish green. But like, yeah, color. but yeah, and it's, and it's heavy. Like, you know, so it's just, it's, it's very posing. She doesn't really smile. You know, she's very like scientist, assistant. Yeah. uptight woman you know so she's actually an interesting character because I mean I don't know if she really exists in the comics or not but you don't know anything about her except that she just you know she deals with you know strange they work their experiments together so she's kind of cool um, other than that I'm trying to think of any additional characters that uh, does anybody uh, let me see you got the female firefly that was not cool so she's uh, even more insane than she was actually more interesting before she died yeah you know and then you got uh, fish mooney with uh she Touch hypnotic powers. I heard about yeah. that. <laughs> that's Mike's girl. You can't talk bad about Fish Mooney. Oh, you can. I just still laugh because she's just, she makes this up because she is the over the top element that actually does work. You know, she's just so funny. She's one step away from doing Eartha Kids Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> she is really just perfect Batman. <laughs> like, she's one step away from being her. Pretty much. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. Like, the, so at the, the season finale, right? Hugo Strange um, is going to set off this bomb to blow up Arkham Asylum. The way they disarm it is like is ridiculous. Cause so Miss Peabody's been knocked out because she tried to stop Hugo Strange from arming the bomb, right? and she because she had been hypnotized by Fish Mooney. Yeah. Fish so, Mooney was making her do her bidding to stop everything. But anyway. Oh boy! So then, um, uh, uh, Gordon and uh, and Alfred are trying to disarm the bomb. They're like, "What do we do?" It's like a well, have you had any bomb starter squins? Experience is like not really, but you know we'll, we'll try to do this. And then Miss Peabody's waking up, and she's like, "Water, water." So even before that, they had um, foreshadowed it because you see a water fountain right outside of where the bomb is, right? So she's like, "Water, water." And then they, Gordon and Alfred, look at each other and they're like, "Oh shit, bright idea, water." So Gordon goes outside, grabs a a, a light bulb um, glass, right? 
and fills that up with water and they're like well hopefully this will work and they toss the water onto the bomb and onto the machinery yeah. yeah and it shorts it out right into the wiring and then she's like water give me some water i'm very thirsty oh <laughs> uh, wait so so she yeah, this so, was this was not a clue to how to disarm so the it bomb. was happenstance yeah, yeah. It, it was ridiculous happenstance you know and this is this is um after the scene of which you know Mr. Freeze. He's got his freeze gun. And you yeah. know what you do? I mean, as they've established, you get frozen with that freeze gun, you're dead. You know, maybe you're lucky enough if it's the right chemical, you can be brought back, but you're dead. And Firefly has a flamethrower, and that's self-explanatory. Right. So Hugo Strange gets yeah. caught in the middle of them fighting each other because they're fighting each other because obviously ice and hot have to fight. Um, so he gets blasted by the cold and fried by the freeze, and he's just fine. Yeah. He has no superhuman powers. He's just, his, his clothes are slightly singed. Yeah. Slightly, slightly singed, and he's a little bit like kind of off kilter, a little bit, you know. He he was like he's punchy. He was pretty much in the neutral zone of those blasts, like because yeah. they neutralized each other. So he was just getting hit by force, pretty much. Yeah. Wow, it's just I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. It was that level of just you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. Um, by the time they hit the season finale, I'm like, and 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 um, Bruce Wayne didn't get any better. Alfred didn't get any oh better. God. Well, Alfred is always fine. I mean, Alfred is Alfred. I mean, he's he's fine. Um, Bruce Wayne just seemed more like bratty yeah they kept telling him he's like he's like i gotta go confront hugo strange because he's the philosopher he's the guy who ordered my my uh, my dad's and my mom's uh murder right Right. yeah that's been established now that that's that's the person that called for the hitman to kill them yeah because he found the hitman and the hitman tells him he's like listen if you're gonna kill me go ahead but i i'm not gonna tell you who it was and then well, I didn't think he knew. He only knew him as the philosopher. As the philosopher. Right? Yeah. No, he didn't know. He didn't even know the oh, name. He didn't even know that. Okay. Because he was contracted by right, the, by somebody else by, by the that organization. Woman. Yeah. So uh, Bruce is holding a gun to him. He's like, "Pull the trigger, man. Go ahead." So Bruce is like, "No, I'm not going to do that." And he puts the gun down, and the guy shoots himself. Right. He just bad because he was just, he was one of those like he was that hitman that was starting to get a conscience, and he was just getting tired of being a hitman kind of yeah. a thing. Um, and the woman that actually hired him was. Uh, the master, the yeah. mistress, yeah, the from Doctor, from Doctor Strange. She I mean, from Doctor Who. She was incredible. Like she did a good job, yeah. you know. And um, well, did you see the episode? Because I know the Kev, you haven't watched it. Did you see the episode with Laura Petty as the could be pseudo Jokerish? Yes, yes, like, yes. Because I, I love Laura Petty. I love Laura Petty so much as an actress. Um, Tank girl. Yeah, that you don't see her much. She is extremely quirky, and I get that's why you don't see her very much. But I was just happy to see her, and I thought she did a great job in that. Yeah, she episode. did pretty well in that episode. Yeah. Because again, she wasn't. I mean, because people were like, "Well, it was a weird female Joker." I'm like, she wasn't supposed to be the Joker. This is just them getting you to watch the show. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it, it just doesn't feel like a Batman show. It doesn't no. feel like a DC show. It wasn't supposed to be a Batman show. It's a Jim Gordon show, and it barely feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, dare I say ratings for finale for and the season in the finale? Season finale. Well, finale in the season. Uh, oh, I thought we did the season in the finale the last. No, time. last time we did finale in the season. I think of it as. The final exam, and then the whole grade for the whole year. Ah, there you go. So, <laughs> the final exam. So, um, this time we'll start with Ralph, because then Ralph's going to say, you always start with me first. All right. You always start with me first. All right. <laughs> ratings for... for, um, hey, for shut, shut up. <laughs> ratings, ratings for finale and season. Ralph. So, for the finale, I give it a seven. Water. Water. I need some water. No, you don't use that to summer bomb. What's wrong with you? Out of 10. Wait, you give it 7 out of 10 for the finale? Okay. okay. And for the season, I will give it 7. What the fuck? A clone of Bruce Wayne? What? <laughs> out, out of, of 10. 10. Oh, my goodness. I I can't believe you give it such a high rating. Oh, yeah. seven, seven. 
Seven, oh. seven. That's a good number. Seven. Se- seven. Seven. Well, he's not six twelve. Seven. Shink, 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 Mike. Um, I give the finale. Um, I give it a five. The bodies keep piling up, but none of them can act. Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I give the season ratings. Uh, I give it. On the whole, I give it seven. It's not a train wreck. It's rummaging through the wreckage to find the bodies. Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So, finally, let's go to our, our last show. Um, and I can actually contribute for this one. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Wow. I had such hope for this show. Wait, you haven't been contributing? Wow. I just it seems like normal, doesn't it? All right. Um, <laughs> whatever. All right. So, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And with the final synopsis is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. All right. Legends of Tomorrow is CW's latest superhero action-adventure series. The series was created by the minds behind CW's Arrow and Flash TV shows. Greg Belanti, Mark Guggenheim, Andrew Kreisberg, along with Phil Klemmer. Legends follows the adventures of former Time Master Rip Hunter as he travels back in time to enlist the aid of heroes and villains in order to stop the evil of Vandal Savage, the man who killed Rip's family. After a shaky start, the show had a positive debut season, which earned it a second season renewal. Alrighty, uh, synopsis. You think, it, you think the world sucks now? At least there aren't armies run by a madman killing millions of people and flying robots keeping the remaining populace in squalid concentration camps. I, well, at least not until Hillary loses the election. Wow. Um, <laughs> Rip Hunter. I can tell who you're voting for. <laughs> Rip Hunter is a man with a mission, and that mission is evidently to majorly fuck up the entire timeline from 2016 to 2166. But he is not alone. The Adam. Firestorm, White Canary, Captain Cold, Heat Wave, Hawk Girl, and Hawkman, when he's not dead, uh, <laughs> jo- join Rip in an attempt to kill the immortal Vandal Savage and save the world from a fate worse than Gotham Season 153. <laughs> oh my god. That's what it would be, by the way. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, the show is starring Victor Garber as Professor Stein, half of Firestorm. Franz Drama as Jackson, I'm sorry, Jefferson Jackson, the other half of Firestorm. Brandon Roth as Ray Palmer, the Adam. Arthur Darville as Rip Hunter. Katie Lotz as Sarah Lance, the White Canary. Cla- um, I'm sorry, Chiara Renee as Kendra um, Saunders, Hawk Girl. Falk Henschel as Carter Hall, Hawkman. Dominic Purcell as McRory, Heatwave, and Kronos. Wentworth Miller as Leonard Snart, Captain Cold, and Amy Pemberton as Gideon. <laughs> I just want to see if you guys knew. Gideon. <laughs> All right, so let's get let's get into this one. Um, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Now, I saw the episode before, and I caught up a little bit on the finale, where the where the second to last episode left us off. They killed off um, Captain Cold. Yes. And, and and within that, he he killed what's his name as well. Um, one of the time masters. One of the time masters. Yes. Right. Um, which and and ruined their Oculus. Yeah. yeah. So now they can no longer go back in the time. Or no, no, no. no it's not that they can't go back. The Oculus was being it. used to influence oh, people so, yes. in time. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because yeah. because um, they, they are at the end of time. I was very shocked that they killed off Captain Cold going into the finale. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was always going to be an anthology series, meaning that like not all the characters are always going to be there. So it was just it was interesting to see who would or would not stay. I thought even more would actually leave or die, you know, something, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. but there's always the possibility that they change something along the timeline and it brings them back. Right. I mean, even if it doesn't bring them back to the show, they might bring them back into at least like being alive. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a shock. Um, I, I didn't think, if nothing else, I didn't think anyone would actually die in the show only because yeah. of the fact that they're all characters that kind of exist in other universes. I just thought that, like I said, that it would just be more like, uh, you know, 
someone just leaves. Yeah. You know. Well, when it, what was it? The was it the first episode or the second episode where they kill Carter? Uh, second, second episode, so, yeah. uh, end of pilot two. Yes. Or, yeah. yeah. So when I saw that, I'm like, damn, they're going Game of Thrones on us. Well, just no, right. people but, yeah, but the thing is, if you looked at uh, a lot of the promotional material, it was only one Hawk person, and that was her. Oh, you know? Right. I did not look at the promotional material. Yeah. But, but I mean, uh, but yeah, but I mean, that did give you hope that it's like, oh, okay, this is one of those where you never know what will happen. Unfortunately, you knew quite often what was going to happen. <laughs> <in that show. laughs> it was not a very intelligently written show, at least in the beginning. Yeah. Um, it did improve. I thought it improved a lot. It picked, though. It like, picked up toward the, the fourth, middle. So I think even after the fourth or fifth episode, it actually picked up a decent amount. I and guess. then it got better, and then it got strange. I really enjoyed the Jonah Hex episode. That was well, that was just cool. fun. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I love Jonah Hex. I have a soft spot for westerns and, and stuff like that. They were like, <laughs> Rip's, "Rip's like, Rip's been here before." He's like, "Yeah, haven't you, haven't you noticed? He's kind of like a cowboy kind of guy. He's, he's wearing the jacket and the, yeah. the guns and everything." It's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I th- I thought that they um, I, I thought they they one of their bigger mistakes was bringing up the oculus and what it could do yeah because then it's just like well Every why in the world would the time masters allow you to even stop try to stop them if they can manipulate events to do whatever you want like right. in other words, they're saying like well we're not controlling ourselves they're making us do whatever i'm like well then why wouldn't they make you give up well because <laughs> apparently the their actions allowed um uh Van Van Savage Savage to do what come he did. into power right that's what it was but, but you know what i'm still saying in other words for instance once, once you pass twenty one sixty six, and and since they're going towards the end of time, they have. Then why don't the time master just use the Oculus and just go? And now you all, your ship crashes and you're all stranded in twenty one sixty seven. whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's just that hubris. It's like, you know, well, it's just it's bad storytelling by that hubris. point. And I thought and they, it, I thought it was just too godlike of a power to have, and then because it, all, anytime you have godlike powers involved with with actions of people that are still able to stop you, you're like, well, if you're godlike. How are people able to stop you? Yeah, you, you should know, be able like, to extinguish with no problem. Right, yeah. It's kind of, I guess it's part of the issue of just having Superman as a, as a viable character. Right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. clearly they didn't read my book. So now you have God powers. Make sure people don't kill you. You have God powers. So now what? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of God powers, let's go back a little bit. Um, Vandal Savage. Yes. I thought he was going to get better as the season wore on. No. He's not that good. He he's, he's, very, he's very one note. He, yeah. But he was no. He's less than one note. He was he was a note on the Flash when he was able to like he. What did the Flash say? I have never seen anyone throw knives so fast. I was barely able to duck them. Everyone was kicking his ass. <laughs> like the, every time someone got near him, they were just sucker punching him. I'm like, what happened to the super speed you evidently have? Not super speed, but like super strength and enough force to move it rapidly. I'm like, you displayed none of this. <laughs> you know. I'm wondering if, the, if a different writing squad is working with Flash and with um, the Legends. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know. because that could that could totally yeah, it could totally be possible. Yes. I had a, a joke about one note, but it's like, never mind. <laughs> we'll save it for another time when, when we're not on the air. <laughs> <laughs> when nobody's listening. It's kind of like what we're doing now. We're not listening. No, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just thought that that was weird. And I just thought that Vandal Savage, he just didn't, most of the time he didn't feel threatening. I mean, he just felt like, yeah, I'm long lived and you really can't yeah. kill me, but I'm not that dangerous unless and unless someone writes me to be. And it's, yeah. fun, and it's funny because Troy loves Vandal Savage in this, and I'm like, I, I just don't see how he's interesting. He's not interesting at all. I, I think of all the villains in the Berlanti universe, you've got Deathstroke in Arrow. Mm-hmm. You have, um, what's his name? Um, oh, Fridge. Um, the, the first major villain in Arrow. Um, oh, you're talking um, about um, Raja Ghul? Uh, Ra- no, Raja oh, Ghul. no, no. You're talking about um, 
the Black Arrow, basically. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Merlin. Merlin. Thank you, Merlin. So you got Merlin, you got Deathstroke, you have Raj Al Ghul. In Flash, you have um, Zoom, you've had Reverse Flash. You've had a couple of pretty big bads, and their big bad just seems so lame. Yeah, in, compa- in, in comparison, well, I mean, he shouldn't. And he shouldn't have been, you know. Because Battle Savage is somebody that I've been waiting DC to pull out of their back pocket for years. Yeah. Like he was great in the animated series. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you've heard me say here, and you've heard me say, you know, off of here that Vandal Savage should be Superman's arch enemy if they want somebody like uh, right. Lex Luthor, because right. he has everything Lex has and more, or he should be, because he's long lived, and because of the way his mind works, he is intelligent. I mean, not only is he intelligent, but like he has knowledge that Lex couldn't possibly have because he, he has time. Yeah. He has money, wealth that he's accumulated from all his the, all the things he's overtaken, and then he has immortality, basically, so that he can actually Won't fight you. Superman. Yep. <laughs> you know, it was, was crazy though. It's like when you think, about and he has it. hair. <laughs> There's he, that. He would be like the world's greatest chess player or something because this guy, um, from more they from what I remember of his history, the the meteor that gave him his powers because he was actually a caveman, right? right? That gave him his powers actually made him more uh, intelligent. Yeah, right. So like this guy could probably be like, huh? he, he just he probably looks well, at, I mean, at he, time is like is one big chess. Well, game I mean, well, I mean, there have been times in like Vandal Savage in the comics. I mean, he he makes statements along the line of like he's like. This I, is a long game. I, I could wait you up. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's right. just a long game. I'm like, you know, you'll come, you'll go. If, if I don't want you to find me, I'll just not do anything for a decade or a century. <laughs> you know? Here's, here's a uh, quick tangent. Remember that episode in Justice League Unlimited where uh, they believe that Superman is dead, but he was actually transported into the future? Oh, um, no. And then he meets uh, Vandal Savage in the future, but the world has sort of gone to hell because Vandal oh, Savage right, right, right. destroyed it. Yeah. And he's like, I, I was, I messed up in the past, and if I could change it, I would, but I can't go back in time. Right. So then yeah, because so he was just sitting there all by himself. That was actually a good. And episode. he had a time machine. Yeah. Wow. So he's like, I can't, because he can't cross his own time stream. Right. Yeah. So wow. And since he's lived throughout the whole time, he can't go back in time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and that's what I'm talking about. The, the, that character should be written a lot better. And I mean, all the other characters that had, I, they had. I thought that you could have better potential with Captain Cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, Heatwave's a little campy, you know. Yeah. Um, White Canary. I'm just gruff. <laughs> I'm McGruff the Crime Dog. <laughs> Arson Division. <laughs> Arson Division. <laughs> but but all, it just seemed like I mean I wanted it to get better and it got better at times. Yeah, but, but but at times. But sometimes they're, they're story. It's the storytelling. I mean. Beyond the fact that I thought even the overall, the overarching um, storyline I thought could, was weak at times, it's there. It's like this kitty pie storytelling sometimes. Like sometimes they start to touch on something deep, and then it's almost like when they go there, they're like pull back, pull back, pull back. You know, <laughs> you're like, well, that could have been interesting, but then you made it not interesting. Right. You know. Um, yeah. So I was a little bit, I was a little bit disappointed with certain things, but all in all, I did actually enjoy the season, which surprised me. You know, but at, but at the end, I just felt was forced. Like that whole. I didn't understand. See, this is where I get confused. Where they they go, we we have to attack Vandal Savage at three different points in history in order to stop him. Now, think of this logically. Let's just pick three time periods. It doesn't matter about the show. So let's just pick 1960, 1970, 1980, just for the sake of argument of picking three time periods. And let's just say either of you is alive during that time. If I stop you in 1960, why am I stopping you in 1970? Right. Because I've evidently stopped you. So the, the, the fact that they stopped him in the 50s, and then had to stop him in the 70s, and then had to stop him in 2166. I'm like, well, you stopped him in the 50s. What did you do wrong? Yeah, but, but, but if, but if <laughs> you, you know? stopped him 
I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen, a lot of variables that can happen between, to use your example, you said right. 50, 60, 70, or 70, yeah. 60, or 70, 80. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In between those 10 years, I mean, a lot of things can happen unless you neutralize no, no, him and destroy no, him. But, but don't you remember, they killed him in each well, one of those time periods. Apparently, they <laughs> needed they needed to do it uh, simultaneously, simultaneously right. in order for the energy to travel or something. Yeah, and that's, and that's yeah, what I'm saying. Shit. That's where they got, they tried to get too smart for themselves because it made no sense. I'm just like, if you just sent Chiara... Or or Carter Hall, yeah, you know, Kendall Carter, to 1950 with one knife made out of whatever it needed to be made out of, stabbed him then, done. I mean, that's it. <laughs> like, there, there's nothing else left. I'm like, so I don't understand this whole, well, we've got to stop him three times. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? Third time's a charm. I, I suppose so. If, if we had one killing is bad, so let's kill him three times. <laughs> we just had bloodlust. I mean, <laughs> we just want to keep killing them. Is, is, there, is there any character that you felt that got better? Um, toward toward the end of the series, toward the finale. Oh, Hawkgirl. I'm just kidding. No, she didn't. She got, <laughs> she got only worse. Um, I, well, I mean, well, Victor Garber as half of Firestorm, by the way, stole every damn scene he was ever in. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he is the better actor, first of all, out of the entire crew, but He's they better. wrote him really well. Um, actually, I, I, Jefferson got a little bit better. I mean, they, they tried to flesh him a little bit. They made him smarter towards, like, as the season went on, because he was actually fixing the shit. Right. So it's like, it shows that he's well, he a, built a time. I mean, uh, yeah, time jumping ship for God's sake. And, and would you figure that with? I'm would, like, no, that didn't happen. Would you figure <laughs> that Jefferson and, and and um and Professor Stein because they sh- they share? They should have used that. They should have said like, I'm ga- I've gained um some yeah. some smarts for better lack of word right. because of our shared mind. Right. That I would have been fine. But, I mean, and again, they can always go back to that. But the, because they didn't mention it, I'm like, I understand you can repair. But you just built a time machine, a time ship, you know. I'm just mad that it took them, t- like, at the end of the season to start doing trans- uh, transmutation. Yeah, I don't know why they waited. And then it, got, it was kind of lame. But, yeah, I've been waiting for that. And then they, I, I felt like it was underused when yeah. they did it. So right. tr- transmutation is changing one thing from something to something else. Right. Yeah. Just just so you, uh, you look a little confused. No, I, I got it. I, that's, that's Firestorm's whole power. I was about to say, his whole power is that. That's the weirdest yeah. part about yeah. it. And I'm like, and you waited till now to get it? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then of course, once they did it once by accident, okay, this is how you concentrate to do it. Well, you didn't even know you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? How do you suddenly know how to do it? You know? Hey, how do you make a build a time machine? You just kind of happen. It just it happens. You yeah. just, how, all right, here's how to build a time machine. Step one, buy the parts. Step two, Build the time machine. Yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> Step three, fly away. Fly away. Exactly. <laughs> um, I would say, though, out of all of them, and, and it just shows in the writing, the, the character I think that advanced the most, and, and also was done well, um, for the most part, I thought, was Leonard Snart. Uh, yeah, Captain Cole. I was, I was going to say that. He, he had the most advanced. He really seemed, like, at the beginning, he was, like, just a, a criminal with slightly uh, benevolent with, um, with moral, tendencies. Yeah. And a moral code. And a moral yeah. code. And he's like, you know what? This, this still seemed like an interesting trip. Maybe I could steal something good along the way. But then asked... Uh, the episodes went on he really seemed more concerned it's like he seemed more human than he right. had become at the beginning yeah I mean because you could say now you could argue that um, and he did have a change uh, heat wave yeah. you could argue that but it, his just felt very forced I, I felt Captain Cold's was, was gradual it's only because you saw Captain Cold change with heat and um, with heat wave he was just like well I went away I, you thought I was dead I, I came I was Cronus and because of that I've learned so and so so like his we were oh, he, told he changed he became you know? smarter too right but that's what I'm saying that's what the whole point though is that you didn't see this occur right. we're just told it happened and I think that's why I don't feel that his character growth feels as as genuine. interesting yeah. and as genuine yeah. as Captain Cold because we saw his change and where we, where we left at the end at the end of season one 
Um, we have Carter Hall and Kendall. They left. They left. We have. They flew away. Uh, <laughs> and they're working in coal mines. Oh, <laughs> they're dead. And then <laughs> there must be gas. And then we have some. <laughs> wow. And we have some of the crew protecting the time stream, right? Um, the, we have what? I'm sorry. The rest of the crew protecting the time stream. Everyone else is stay. Well, I mean, obviously, Except Captain the Cold is gone. I mean, he's right. dead. Um, and so we have Heatwave. Uh, Firestorm, Firestorm. The two that make Firestorm, uh, Rip Hunter, Hunter himself, of course, White Canary. and White Canary. And okay. then introducing Our Man. Yeah, whether he's Our Man or not, we don't we'll know. See, but, yeah. you know, he's at least the character that should be Our Man. Now, based on the way it ended, do you feel like there's potential for a better season two? Um, yeah. Well, I always feel there's potential for a better something, except, except for Gotham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because evidently the writers just don't care there. But um, I, I always three, feel. Season three, Gotham, Showtunes now. Well, <laughs> you know, I actually heard, um, I don't know if it's true or not, but they were talking about doing a uh, four, sh- the all four shows crossover. So oh, you have, that would um, be interesting. Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Right. And that they said that there might be like a musical part in, <laughs> involved in it. That would be weird. Stephen Amell said, "If there's singing involved, I'm not going to do it." <laughs> yeah, I, and I and I agree with him. Damn. Uh, the thing is, if they do any kind of a musical, you know who they need to bring in for that? Who's that? Joss Whedon. Oh, He's yeah. the only yeah. one that could write that. <laughs> he if he or something some for no, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. I mean, I, the, for the musical part, like uh, Joss Whedon could write that because he did a great job with the Buffy when she came back from the dead and they right. did a musical. Um, what they should do is make sure uh, the guy who plays Joe on Flash give him like his own like solo part. Oh yeah, <laughs> but he can actually sing. He yeah. is a great yeah, singer. Yeah, well, the other guy's from Glee, so he should be able to sing. Oh, that's two. Yeah. There's a couple of guys Flash. from Glee, so yeah. And, oh, so, and Supergirl too. Oh, that's right. She's something I yeah. forgot about that. Now, real fast, I know that this is the part where we're talking about legends, and I don't want to hold up too much longer. But uh, when you mentioned about the crossover, it reminded me. Um, since we're not talking about her today, whatever, is that my concern is now um, we didn't. I, I haven't seen the finale of Supergirl. Real fast, I mean, like super, super fast. Was it one of these where like the aliens were like trying to take over the other, the other escapees or something like that, or she had to save the day in some kind of way? Or um, let me see, season finale, uh, myriad. The thing that they were trying to uh, put it into the world, right, uh, was mind control. Okay. So then, um, uh, with the help of uh, uh, Martian Manhunter John Jones, right, and her sister. They they prevent um, Myriad from taking over, and then they have to go and stop. Um, okay. Stop. Uh, okay. Non. Yeah. Non. No, yeah. Non. Right. I just stop okay. Non and um, the Brainiac right. that was there. Okay. Right. Blue or whatever name it was. Okay. I just wanted like the, the down and dirty because where was Superman? He get this. All right. So because he had been on Earth for so long. Right. His mind was more like a human's oh, than a Kryptonian. God. Stop talking now. So when he arrives, <laughs> so that's the way it works, huh? <laughs> when, when he arrives to National City, you see him actually. You see him flying in, and Supergirl's like, "Yeah, my cousin's here." And then uh, he starts going down. It's like, "What the hell's happening? What, what's going on?" He starts. He lands on the ground and starts uh, walking just like everybody else. So then, so they stop Myriad, and and then um, everyone's back to normal. But Nan is still like threatening right. the, the world with a, a bomb or something. Okay. She she by the way she saves the day with hope. She goes on on the TV and starts a speech. Oh, she did the uh, the arrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Like I, said, I just wanted the, the the down and dirty of it. Like I said, it's, it's this is my problem though with the crossover is first of all she's too powerful yes. for the crossover, and then if she comes and if it's a crossover, why wouldn't her cousin come? Yeah. You know, like that's my only problem with the with her world ever blending with the others is that it's it's too much. Well, you know, at most because remember she is her world is an alternate universe, right? From the flashes, right? So, 
if something well, happens, just, it'll be like it'll be like some sort of like quick portal or something that they go. Right. No, I'm just saying like if they do anything too dramatic, I mean, you know, like you know, I think everyone's thinking like, oh, they'll all be on our Earth fighting. I'm like, if you're saying that, like for instance, some of the heroes have to go to her world to help her. Yeah. I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. But if it's all like everyone battles together on our Earth, I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't it's work just too much. Yeah. You know, that could be interesting. Where like they say um, some like world-ending event is happening that they pick up like a, a ripple or something of someone trying to destroy the universes. Um, in in the Flash universe, and they right. say, "Well, it's originating from this world." You, you, oh, you mean like the tuning fork from the very season finale of yeah. the Flash? Yes, yeah, that's what the, that's what it would be, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, but like if, if that's happening on Supergirl's world, and then from the Flash world, they say, "Okay, we got to in- investigate this. We're feeling this ripple, and it's causing yeah. effect on right. us." So they go that way. All right, all right. So let's let's get into it. Um, ratings for both finale and season. I'll start because I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give the the finale, um, uh, six Victor Garber, <laughs> Victor Garber is the man, out of ten. But I'm gonna give the season a five. Excuse me, I'm gonna give the season a five. You killed Mister Freeze. He was the best part of the show. Out of ten, that was yeah. just me, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Um, the finale, I give six. Several laws of science were raped in the making of this finale out of ten. Um, but I give God. the season eight. Maybe the legends of the day after tomorrow are more engaging, engaging out of ten. All right. All right. Ralph? All right. I give the season finale a six and a half. Really, transmutation at the very end out of ten. And the whole season, I give it a eight. Fucking Jonah Hex. Yeah, man. <laughs> Give it an eight. Wow. Uh, okay. Jonah, my boy. All right. All right. So there you have it. Gotham and Legends of Tomorrow. One of them should be discontinued and one of them will see if they continue. <laughs> but we still have one more thing left to do because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now one more prank on cat. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, instead of Geeks on the Go, I was going to say G-O-T-G. See how that sounded? No. Badly. Oh, no. come on. No. no. Okay. RT, like RT Square and MFG is because of me. It's, it sounds like I'm the one who deemed you those names. So, God damn it. I'm like, what's his name? I'm like Vibe so, in the Flash. So, when we get sued by Marvel, I'm just going to let them have it. <laughs> GOTG? Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> so, real original if you thought that that was original. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Why do I sound so cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking at the comic book, writing it. <laughs> This is interesting. I think I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. All right. All right. You know the segment. I give, I give quick questions. I give, give, give. Stop it. I'm losing it at 40. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I give quick questions. They give quick. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You with guys that. threw me off. <laughs> yeah, it was right. our fault. <laughs> yeah, I think you jumped off that cliff. Honestly. We didn't throw you. Yeah, how about, how about you jump off my. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he, he was the first lemming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and where the ones that said no nah, not Shut doing that up. all right you know the segment i give quick questions they give quick answers on all things geek and we never make it under a minute once in a while we do i think we're going to try it today let's see what we happens we won't make it today we won't make right it today now. oh because the question is so long yeah oh here we go yeah but then when they're short they're, oh, they're so lame but when they're long it's like uh, no they're lame either way yeah. <laughs> ready set go Father's Day was last week. Which superhero or villain do you think has the worst case of daddy issues? Ralph. Obviously, Batman. Come on. Wow. <laughs> He's got dead daddy issues. <laughs> Mike. Uh, Omni-Man, Invisible's dad. Why? Because Mark Grayson learns his dad has, is porn stash Superman. 
protecting the Earth. Then he eventually learns his dad's alien race from space Nazis, and then his dad beats him nearly to death. And there's more to the story than I that. I will change my, my answer all right. to that. <laughs> all right, all right. Age affects everyone, even those superpowers. Which comic book character would have the funniest slowdown of powers due to age? Mike. You mean in 40 years with Flasmatic, the wheeziest man alive? <laughs> Blind as a Batman? <laughs> Super Colossomy Bagman? Osteoporosis woman with her saggy tits of justice? <laughs> I love you, Mike. <laughs> Ralph? Uh, that, I can't top that. <laughs> <laughs> Who could? <laughs> what game-changing comic plot has the most potential to become something interesting? Time, time's up. We're going to keep going. Um, which one has the most potential of becoming more interesting? The fact that there are three Jokers in existence simultaneously, or the fact that Captain America has always been a member of Hydra? Ralph. Uh, I think the the fact that I don't give a crap is more interesting. Okay, so you don't so you don't think either of those two are going to be well, interesting? I, I didn't hear about uh, the three Jokers, but I guess the Cap thing might be. Uh, it's throwing fans up into a revolt. Yeah, uh, yeah, including this fan over here. I, I think I heard them holding up boomboxes with Twisted Sister playing. We're not gonna take it. Oh my God, Mike it was Elmo part of Twisted Sister. <laughs> <laughs> that was during his early years. Uh, okay. uh, Elmo's yeah. twisted, and so is the guy who does his voice. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Mike. Uh, well, the fact that there have been three Jokers uh, simultaneously seriously calls into question Batman's title as world's greatest detective. <laughs> <laughs> Murder, she wrote, would have had that notice right away. So I'll go that Cap being a traitor has my one finger vote, and that finger is the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I, when, I, when, I, when I came up with that question, I was thinking that Mike wouldn't like any of those stories. But it's interesting that comic books are trying to, I don't know, like um, they went through that phase of, of rebooting. But right. now... I, but now I feel like, I mean, DC's kind of reversing the rebooting or, or kind of... I don't know what they think they're doing. We, we won't know until we see what nonsense they come up with this time. They're well, debooting. Yeah, supposedly. Pulling the boot out of their ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, go to shout-outs. Do you guys have any shout-outs? We could finish the last question yeah. that you wrote. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at the bottom of my page. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um... In your brain strikes again. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> In your opinion, what are the chances that Suicide Squad will be a better movie than Batman v Superman? Ralph. Uh, I, at this point, I'm pretty sure that a flaming bag of dog poo covered in chocolate would probably be more interesting than Batman v Superman. But you know what would be funny? If you could figure out which is burning more, or which is burning, the, the chocolate or the poo. Yeah. And do the finger test. The writers. <laughs> the writers, because I'm going to set them on fire. <laughs> Mike. Um, I think... Uh, what you're saying is suicide being better than Batman v Superman. I said it's the same chances that being fisted by an angry Hulk is better than Batman v Superman. <laughs> and if you're wondering, that would be better than Batman v Superman. I'm so glad you waited for my in-laws to leave before you fucking said that one. Why? Do they like the Hulk? <laughs> well, I'm not. I, I could have went somewhere else with that joke. I was like, I don't, I don't think they like fisting, but I don't know. <laughs> I love my in-laws. I don't want to talk about them. I love my... Shout out to my in-laws. I'll never hear this. They were so patient today. I we're listening to it right now. <laughs> but you know whose parents listen to it? Um, um, Hipster Tom. Hipster really? Tom's yeah. oh, Hipster, anytime Hipster Tom is on the podcast, they listen. Oh. And it's hilarious. Like the mom has said some things already. So oh, it's wow. hilarious. So, so, so they heard all of episode 69. Nine, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but yeah, so... Um, okay, so you're thinking that anything's better than Batman v Superman. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's a tough movie to now go lower than. I mean, of the superhero genre. I mean, Transformers. Pretty much all of those have been worse. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, the first one wasn't. Oh, that the first bad. one wasn't first that one was bad. bad, but the second one. The second one was okay. Third one, no, and the fourth one, oh hell no. Yeah, true. And the fifth one, I can't even imagine. 
Yeah, I know, right? It's Ugh. a transformer. <laughs> By the way, I saw somebody on my on my Facebook page the other day was writing about Transformers, and they spelled it T R A N S F O R M A. Oh, Transformer! 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 <laughs> I was like, Mark Wahlberg's on my feet. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Transformer, formerly known as Prince. Right. <laughs> All right. So now, can we go to shoutouts? Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah, out sure. to uh, Jamal. Hopefully, he's still listening to us. Yeah, and, and he's got that. He's got that show coming out, right? Yeah. Uh, what show? Sherlock Holmes. The, movie? the no. movie that he wanted. Yeah, wanted to be. Yeah. Well, that already went for the voting, and they I, got. I thought uh, they were doing it again. They got honorable mention, right? Yeah, they got honorable mention. Oh, they got honorable mention. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Um, so congratulations on that. Yes. Yeah. So Jamal, hope to hear from you soon, and not just bump into you. Like actually, hang out. Hope everything's well. Yeah. I want to shout out uh, JP Deshaun. Yeah. I had a great conversation with him last night at the Caps birthday party. Yeah. And uh, he's gonna send us a. Uh, the first two chapters of his latest book, so we can uh, talk about it on the show. So Sons of Fate Part 3, we get a little sneak preview. Aren't you bitches jealous? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 for those, and for those who have not picked up Sons of Fate, please go check it out. It is, it is a pretty good book and really, really well drawn. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's uh, not only because he's my boy. If you work at Forbidden Planet, where's my Sons of Fate? Come on, you guys yeah. got to stock it up. Yeah, that right. Yeah, if, if you guys want to get it and you go to um, Forbidden Planet, ask for it. Get them to get that in stock. Yeah, yeah. you know, flaming torches and freaking picket and picket signs. That's how you got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to shout out to everybody who was at uh, my birthday party yesterday. I appreciate, including these guys here, and my wife for putting it together. What a fantastic time I've had last night. She paid it, us to be there. Don't don't get too excited. She yeah. paid. She paid you guys to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, no wonder we can't get a new TV because well, you guys are no, two no. high-priced hoes. Well, actually, I have to exp- explain. That. I shouldn't say she paid us. She will pay us with the insurance money after your death. <laughs> Yeah. Short, shortly. And now that you you've turned forty, your your actually your payout it's more it's higher. So we're gonna get a cut of that. Yeah. Well, all, all I'll say is this: I was deeply touched that everybody was there and together. And did you run into that guy too? <laughs> Shut up. He was touching people left and right. Deeply. <laughs> but go on with your heartfelt. Anyway, words. I'm just saying. I, 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 every every year since we've been doing the podcast, I mean, not that the podcast has anything to do with my birthday, but it seems like the birthday gets better and better. And I'm blessed to have good friends. Yeah, like you know guys. what I got on my birthday? I got a Chick Fil A. <laughs> wow. Wait, wait. You got a Chick filled laid? No, a Chick Fil A. No. It's when you take the bones out of whatever girl happened to be on the street and you fry it up. <laughs> wow. It's the Dahmer recipe. I don't even know how to respond to that. I just don't. Donner party? Okay. Can, can I finish saying, okay, guys, you guys, I'm happy that you guys are my friends, Hold and on. I'm happy to have a wonderful wife, Aww. but you guys just ruined the moment, so fuck you all. Uh, we you love you too, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, and your wife doesn't care one way or the other. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. Shout out to my wife. Hopefully, she'll be on the show soon. Um, shout out to Phoenix Carnival, who's really doing a lot of great things. Um, with the MMA, with the MMA field, she's she was doing a podcast and she was doing some sideline reporting. Now she's like on Fox, oh, doing fantastic. a couple of great things. I'm trying to get her on the show because she loves everything X Men, and her and I always talk about Walking Dead and X Men. I told her I got the podcast, I gotta have you on, I gotta get her on. Yeah, great. Um, there was one more shout out I had. Um, well, of course, shout out to Bosch, shout out to Cheyenne. Yeah, not a sh- it was great seeing Bosch last night. You yeah, know I didn't get a chance to talk to him very long. Yeah, no, it was good. Good seeing Bosch. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see him. Really? Yeah. What time did he show up? He showed. Uh, he was there like around. Like, um, but like I said, I was I was so busy with company, aka I was so drunk, I had no concept of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Well, you don't believe that? I believe. I believe it. And my daughter doesn't believe it either. Is that what it is, Riley? So the secret to time travel is alcohol. 
Gotcha. Right. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, man. Well, time travel, time travel, I really wish I could go back maybe about five years ago and get myself prepared for this podcast because this podcast has definitely changed my life. <laughs> yeah. For better and for worse. <laughs> It'll be for worse. We're going to use the blackmail you later. Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right. Before I get insulted again, that's the end of the show. Too late. You're short and ugly. So for, oh, my God. So for <laughs> MFG, Mike the Flying Ass Guy, a.k.a. Big Forehead, RT Square, Ralph the Tick, a.k.a. I like to spoil everything. This is the cap, a.k.a. Mr. Um, Stutter, don't know what he's saying, drunk, hungover. <laughs> that's why I paused. Dad brain. <laughs> Dad <laughs> and, and, and with my wife and my daughter, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And... To infinity and beyond. That's what Woody said to um to this guy, right? Disney suing us tomorrow. <laughs> Them too. <laughs>